So <laughs> I apologize for that, but uh, for the purposes of the uh, the web broadcast, I guess. Uh, my name is Mike Hotel from the Shriver Center, and I'd like to welcome everybody to UMBC's very first career week. Uh, the topic of today's panel is cashing in on internships, and each of our panelists are UMBC alums who have six completed internships or co-ops during their academic career. So prior to introducing today's panelists, I just want to say thank you uh, to all of you for coming, uh, for being alums who have come back to campus to talk to the students. So thank you very much for that. Uh, a little bit of uh, factual information on internships. According to the annual experiential education survey conducted by the National Association of Colleges and Employers, 45% of employer respondents said they offer higher salaries to incoming hires with intern or co-op experience than they offer those without such experience. So on average, converting from an intern or co-op experience to full-time means adding about 6.5% to your starting salary. Increasingly, internships are perceived as essential steps to post-college employment as definitive legs up for job applicants. And according to various studies, 62.5% of new college hires performed undergraduate, undergraduate internships and employers responding to surveys reported that they offered full-time jobs to almost two-thirds of their interns. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce our alumni panel. First of all, Mr. Tim Young, a May 2003 grad who is currently a doctoral candidate in UMBC's Public Administra Administration program. Mr. Harry Malecki, a December 2006 grad uh, who is currently in Lockheed Martin Maritime System and Sensors Mechanical Engineering Leadership Development Program. And Harry's also a master's candidate in UMBC's mechanical engineering program. Mr. Casey Miller, a May 2002 graduate who is currently enrolled as a master's candidate in UMBC's sociology program and is also assistant director of internships and co-ops at the Schreiber Center here at UMBC. Amy? Yep. Okay. And Ms. Amy Cubbyu, a December 2007 grad who is now a senior consultant at Booz Allen Hamilton. So thank you all for coming. So I'm going to turn things over to the panel, and then I'll have a couple of questions for you. Uh, but first of all, I'd like to ask you to introduce yourselves to the room, tell everybody what your major was, what internships or co-ops you did while you were here at UMBC, uh, and how that internship may have contributed to getting you a full-time position. So any panelists that would like to start? I'll start. Um, my internship that I actually got here um, in undergrad, it has nothing to do with my current career path, but it was perfect at the time. Uh, I was psych pre-med. And the internship that I got through the Shriver Center was a uh, National Institute of Aging research position. Um, started off as an internship. I was asked to come on. They paid me within the first two weeks, I believe. Um, they actually didn't tell me that they had signed me before they gave me the contract, which was kind of fun when I got a bonus check in the mail. Um, but uh, I was there for a year and a half. I conducted uh, Alzheimer's and a lot of neuroscience research, uh, preventative uh, research, and. Uh, it was a great experience. It, it went right along with my career. I went to go into psychiatry at the time, and that was perfect. I'm, uh, I'm Harry Malecki. I uh, was a mechanical engineering undergraduate student here at UMBC. And uh, after my or in my junior year, I had my first co-oping experience. I actually took a semester off and worked for a company called Copflex Incorporated. Um, just south of Northrop Grumman by the BWI airport. And uh, in that experience, I had uh, a lot of work with technical drawings, customer interaction, um, a lot of basic experience that um, was very important to building my confidence when I started my internship at Lockheed Martin uh, before I graduated. Uh, when I worked at Lockheed Martin, I then worked on a government 
program where I helped uh, design work on a uh, missile uh, launcher program. Um, and in that project, I had specific uh, design responsibilities over components. And uh, when I was still an intern, I was offered a job position there. And now I'm currently working at Lockheed Martin on an internal research and development nanotechnology program. And that's what I've been doing over the past year. And while I've been doing that program, I'm also pursuing my mechanical engineering degree uh, at, here at UMBC. Uh, again, <clears throat> my name is Casey Miller, and uh, in undergrad here, I did uh, English, but I also minored in creative writing and women's studies. And I found an internship with a nonprofit organization called uh, Turnaround Incorporated, and uh, could really utilize a lot of my women's studies skills there. Uh, that position, that internship position, helped me get a full-time position here on campus with health education um, and when that position ended the network that I had built um, of contacts and of, of friends and uh, other uh, co-workers I used to uh, get the position I'm currently in at the Shriver Center so that that internship experience has been the basis of my entire career so far everything's uh, jumped off of that Rolling. Okay, my name is Amy Cavieu, and uh, I graduated from UMBC in December 2007 and uh, with a degree in computer science. Um, and I'm currently working at Booz Allen Hamilton as a senior consultant. And uh, my first internship was actually through the Shriver Center, and Casey was my mentor, I guess. Coordinator. So coordinator, yeah. sure. <laughs> Uh, helped me with my resume and everything, got me going with all that. It was, it was wonderful. Uh, I was very nervous about uh, getting back into the workforce after being a stay-at-home mom for 12 years. So, <laughs> um, and the internship was wonderful, although it did not have a lot to do with what I'm doing now. Um, it was a wonderful experience. I met some wonderful people. Um, I was working at the uh, Maryland Department of Business and Economic Development in the Business Development Division, and uh, a lot of interesting projects. I was essentially a, like a help desk person for the uh, Siebel CRM system that they had just installed and no one was using. So that was a was really interesting thing, seeing how that got integrated. I had to spin that pretty carefully for <laughs> future. Um, and then I went from there to, after about a year and a half there, I um, went from there to USI, U.S. Internetworking in Annapolis, which is part of AT&T. And um, that internship was much more within the scope of my major and uh, what I intended to do. So it was very, very helpful to me in, uh, in getting this job that I have now. Thank you all. Amy, you, you already kind of started to answer this question, mm -hmm. but a question I do have for the panel is what caused you all to start looking for internships or co-ops and how did you go about starting your search? Anybody can take that one. Um, I started because I realized how valuable um, getting back into the workforce was going to be for me and having some experience within my field 
was going to look really good on my resume as I went to apply for jobs. Um, I didn't realize how important, but um, one of the key things that, that I really took away from, from my internships was just the whole corporate culture. Um, as a computer science major, we don't use Outlook. But the corporate world uses Outlook, and you need to know how to use Outlook. <laughs> and it's nice to know, you know, how to get all that set up without starting from scratch on day one, as, you know, on your first job. Um, knowing kind of how to organize your time, how to um, go to find out where, how you should be setting your priorities as an employee, who to talk to, who to seek out for mentoring type um, advice as you, you know, get started in your career. Um, and that, that really, I learned a lot of that through the internships. Um, Well, I, I wanted the internship because, honestly, uh, I don't believe that employers want someone who doesn't have experience coming in. I think at a very base level. Amy was talking about more like specific things, like in the in the job itself, things that you need to learn for the workforce, but just on a very basic level, uh, you want something on your resume. You don't want an empty resume with uh, a degree. Uh, employers don't want to see that. They're not going to hire you. Well, they might, but odds are they're, they're going to kind of pass on that and go for someone who does have the internship with the experience that they're looking for. Uh, I can I can reinforce that from uh, an engineering degree standpoint. Uh, the degree is great, but uh, the employers are looking for your ability ability to go beyond the degree uh, because it doesn't just speak on the degree. It also speaks on the fact that you're able to go above and beyond um, the basic requirements that it takes for you to get to that that point. And the the internship takes commitment. It takes more work, and that kind of commitment and work reflects when it shows up on your resume that you're able to balance two things at once because when you get to the corporate world you find that you're balancing more than just two things you're you're balancing a whole slew of things and so demonstrating that you have that ability early is very very beneficial because employers can see that and then when they go to make up their minds as to who they're hiring they're going to see that you've had that experience and that you understand what it takes um, I wanted to do an internship because uh, <clears throat> English and women, women's studies are lots and lots of theory and I, I wanted to find out, you know, exactly, you know, how these different things I was learning could be applied in the real world. So I, I sought out the, the internship for that reason and also because I wanted to earn three credits for, uh, for the minor that I was doing because it would prevent me from graduating another semester later than I was already graduating. So it was a nice way to, to keep my graduation online as well. So. One other thing that's really beneficial of doing an internship is you can find out if this is really what you want to do. Because the doing of something is a whole lot different from the learning of how to do the something <laughs> that you're going to be doing. Uh, you may find that coding all day, day in and day out, if you're a computer science major, is not exactly what you had in mind. Um, you know, typically in, in your undergraduate studies, you're going to be doing a lot of different things. And um, once you start a job, you may be doing the same thing all day long. It might get old, and it might not be what you had in mind. Actually, I can speak directly to that. 
uh, my internship at uh, National Institute of Aging working with neuroscience. I was there for a year and a half. Um, it had become a full-time position, and I woke up one morning and realized that I hated science. So um, <laughs> uh, two months later, I was working on Capitol Hill writing policy. So it's one of those, like, you realize, you know, you want this experience out of the way. You don't want it to be in a career position when you're stuck. So if you can get this experience now, and you have the option of leaving or changing your mind about that, then that's when you should do it. Yeah, I, I had a similar experience with my first co-op. I worked there for a year. The first six, I think nine months of it, it was pretty much full-time because I took off a semester to work full-time, worked full-time for the entire summer, and then worked full-time through the winter before I started at Lockheed. And the work was uh, very drafting-based. Uh, there wasn't a lot of innovation. There wasn't a lot of free thought. A lot of the engineering had already been developed, so it was it's pretty, it got boring after a while for me because I always felt like I wanted to do something where I was able to create new things and really solve problems. I always got really excited when I worked there when a problem came up because it was outside of the norm. It was something new and it was problem solving, which is what I've always felt like I was good at. So um, not seeing a lot of that made me realize that that type of work uh, just wasn't what I wanted to do. And while they would have loved to have me stay, uh, and I, you could probably call them up tomorrow and mention my name, and they'd probably say, oh, we'd love to have him back. But I knew then that I really didn't want to do it. And since I was just interning, it's not like I'm in a position where I'm graduated, I've got, you know, I've got, not saying that people don't usually are in the position where they need bills to pay, but if you're still a student, you're still a student, and usually you have kind of the flexibility to change jobs, that same flexibility may not be there once you've graduated and you're in a more permanent position. So for the panelists, how did the Shriver Center factor into your internship experience? Well, it was huge for me. Um, I had no idea how to get started doing this know what to do and I went met with Casey went over my resume with me he's like well here try these things go you know go on these interviews and, and see what you think and we'll see what they think and so it was great it was really it, it was so easy um, I, I can't say enough about it it was just between the the uh, not everything was online through UMBC works at that time when I started but it is now and it's it's like, you pay big bucks to do this in the outside world. <laughs> and this is all free for you guys, so you should certainly take advantage of it. Yeah, um, my first intern internship, uh, when I did the co-op and I took the semester off, the internship was kind of generally listed throughout the whole department. So when I sent a resume in, the resume got forwarded to the Shriver Center. and. Uh, the opportunity came up, but they wanted someone to work full time, and that kind of scared me because I wasn't ready to take a semester off. It just seemed kind of counterintuitive to me. Um, I was going to finish in four years. I mean, that was just it. And then um, when I talked to to Myreen and other people at the Shriver Center, um, I realized that okay, this is definitely possible. But then, how can I make it work? I looked at my curriculum and I found out that I needed to have one class I absolutely had to still take because it was only offered in the spring and it would be pushing me back way too far. 
So once again, working with the Shriver Center, I figured out how I could take the class, still do the co-op. And then on top of that, I was living on campus. And if I didn't have six credits, I would have been kicked off campus. <laughs> so uh, once again, working with the Shriver Center, I found out that we could, we could get credits through of the, with the internship um, with really minor work mainly uh, logging your time, uh, keeping a small kind of log of what, you're, what you've done, and then um, a final report at the end of the semester, and I was able to get the additional three credits. Stay on campus, which was 15 minutes from my internship, and uh, work full time and not really lose ground um, from my curriculum plan. So it worked out really well, and I wouldn't have been able to work all that out if it hadn't been for, for the work um, with people at the Shriver Center. I think that uh, actually and, and being out in the regular job market and then coming back as a grad student, I have internships at the Shriver Center now, um, two of which, uh, well I have two right now and they both appear to be um, turning into offers for regular jobs. Um, your odds of getting an interview through the Shriver Center are probably about a hundred times better than getting an interview through anything else because the Shriver Center has such a great reputation. I've never not gotten an interview through the Shriver Center. Everything that I've applied for, I've always gotten an interview for. Um, so you're going to have FaceTime with employers that you wouldn't have if you applied through like another job site or you know, like career builder and things like that. If you go directly through that UMBC work site, you always get a phone call. I think the Shriver Center really helped me in that I had no idea where to start or what I was doing. Um, so I went and spoke to uh, David Hodnett, and he uh, showed me the options that I had in getting credit in English, uh, getting credit in women's studies, um, and uh, you know other potential credit options depending on what exactly I would be doing and, and how much of it I would be doing. So I, I, even though I was a women's studies minor, I had no idea that credit was available within that minor. So just being able to go someplace and, and hear that from somebody was extremely helpful. Now, I didn't give, I didn't do the college credit. Um, I didn't think it was necessary. I, I had a full load and the added stress of having to write an extra paper or something right at the end or do this project or whatever it was going to be, I didn't bother. Um, you know, if you need the credit, if you want the credit, that's great, but you don't have to do that. You can just do it for the work experience. So that's yeah. a nice thing too. Yeah, I, I didn't, I, after a semester where I absolutely needed it, I, I yeah. stopped, but it is still something that shows up in your transcript, and that's mm -hmm. kind of people from the Shriver Center make sure that happens, is that uh, you know those credits are, uh, for you taking those internships show up, so I mean there's kind of indisputable proof in the transcript that you've done that work and that you've done it at the same time as you were taking the X, Y, and Z classes. So that proof that you've had the commitment to achieve the grades in the classes and take the internships kind of all written out in the transcript. So even if you don't take the, cre the internship or co-op for credit, it still shows up on your transcript. So um, good. it's documented. Are there any questions from the audience members? Um, do you suggest taking uh, a certain, like, do, you, do employers look for, like, uh, one internship or two, or, or should you concentrate on just two, or should you just spread it out? How should you I think it depends on, on the employer themselves. Like, okay. if you, they're looking for the experience, not the number of internships okay. that you have. 
So if you've got everything they're looking for in one internship, that's fine. Yeah. Um, if you know for sure what it is you want to be doing, and the um, the work experience you're getting at an internship, this is the advice that Christine had actually given me. Um, this isn't what you had in mind. By all means, cut your losses. Go get another internship. Go do something that is really the thing you want to be doing. Um, and the other thing that's really nice about an internship is often you can, you'll still interview after you graduate for regular positions, for a full-time position, but you can leverage your experience there um, to get you know, a pretty good salary. And you never know when <clears throat> the random experience is gonna come back and help you. Um, the position that I have right now at Social Security, actually in the interview, um, that neuroscience job came up and I only have one line about it at the very bottom of my resume on the second page. <laughs> and they said, wait a second, can you read medical charts? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, did you work in um, Alzheimer's care? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, we need that right now. And, and you're like, well, I, I kinda, it took me back. And I was like, why in the world? You know, this is so random. But you want to keep all that experience there. And even if you don't like this stuff, like make sure that you write about it on your resume. Um, internships are, are also they're really a win-win for employers too um, it, for you and the employer um, you're getting the experience and uh, you're getting some really valuable training um, and you're getting something to put on your resume they're finding out if you might be a good fit for them in the future if they want to hire you um, I was really shocked when I got the offer from Booz Allen, um, which I thought was pretty high, and I was really happy with it. And I went to my my supervisor and I at the internship at USI, and I said, um, you know, I need to let you know my last day is going to be because I got this offer. And he says, we'll match it. I said, well, well it's kind of high, and he goes, that's just, it's all right, we'll match it. <laughs> I was shocked. I was really shocked. Because, uh, you know, it was really high. The security clearance. Um, getting a top secret security clearance is really, yeah, it's really valuable in this area. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but there are job fairs out there that are only for cleared personnel. You can't even walk in the door unless you have a security clearance. So it's... It, uh, it, it can add, once you have like three to five years of experience in your field, plus that top secret clearance, you're golden. It's huge. Um, so. How would you go about getting the clearance? Uh, your employer will probably get that for oh. you if it's necessary. Oh. Now you can interview for a job where you know you will require a clearance. Oh, okay. and, and then oh. they go through that, right. And it does take a while. It takes a while. Uh, for yeah, go ahead. Um, does the Shriver Center help you get internships, like even if you're on a student visa? Yeah. Yeah. You do, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, d I don't think anybody on the panel is on a student visa, but yeah, if. Yeah, because I tried to apply to some like CVS and stuff, and they said because I was on a student visa, I wasn't allowed to do that. There, there are there are some organizations just by virtue of where we are in the area, um, DC area, who need the the clearance, 
um, who won't allow non-U.S. citizens to work for them. But there are a ton of companies that are in the area that, you know, whether you're on a visa or your green card or permanent resident or U.S. citizen, what have you, um, it, it doesn't make any difference to them. So there are lots of positions that, that you can get if you're on an F1 student visa. And um, a benefit going to the Shriver Center is they're going to be able to identify those employers who are willing to do that, where if you try to do it on your own, you may find you're wasting your time because you really don't know. You know you're submitting resumes to people who don't accept someone with a visa, um, where they may be able to point you in the right direction uh, because of the kind of database of employers that they've established. So. You don't want to take a job at CVS. <laughs> you definitely want something that's going to look good on your resume. I mean, come on. <laughs> and um, truthfully, when they said that at CVS, yeah, it has different places like different yeah. pharmaceutical Yeah, because yeah, um, I have a friend who um, was here on a student visa, and she worked as an intern. No problem at all. It's just that there's an extra hoop that their HR department has to jump through. And they should be willing to do that. So. Casey, I'll help you find a job. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree, don't do the CVS thing, go for a... Yeah. <laughs> you want the name. Yeah. You want a name. You want something that people are going to say, oh, wow, cool. With, um, with Booz Allen, do you work in Virginia? No. Nope. By chance? Nope. Which one? No, I work uh, right here, Fort Meade. Oh, okay. Uh, a friend of mine works in Virginia, but mm -hmm. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure where they're. Booz Allen has so many offices. Oh, okay. Offices. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you go, if you look at their website, the, um, the company has something like nineteen thousand employees um, all over the world. Pretty much every major metropolitan area has a Booz Allen office. So I think there's like six offices in the Virginia, okay. plus the McLean campus. <laughs> uh, well, you said your job was consulting. What, what does that involve exactly? Oh boy, the elevator speech. <laughs> I, I, I was um, curious. Consulting. Because um, I have friends that do consulting, but I'm not really sure what they do exactly. They really can't be specific, I guess. Right. Uh, usually, when you're consulting, um, somebody is is seeking your expertise on a topic. Okay. That means that you're you're basically a specialist. Okay. Um, for me, it's technology. Um, Booz Allen is, I don't know if you guys have been reading about it in the Washington Post, of course I can't wait to see, the, but um, they're talking about splitting it into two okay. separate companies because there's a commercial division and a government contracting okay. side. I think my friends with the commercial division. Right? Commercial's very different okay. in terms of culture. Okay. Um, so there's kind of a culture clash there within the company. Okay. But consulting is basically you're, you're lending your expertise on a topic okay. to a particular project. When is the best time to get an internship? Um, sophomore year, junior year, or what companies? I'm going for mechanical engineering as well. So I'm just wondering, what do they look for? Do you have to be a junior to um, get an internship? We, we actually, we've had interns who were fresh out of, believe it or not, fresh out of high school. Um, and even uh, those first, after the first year, second year, third year, um, usually the interns who are working 
throughout you know, part-time during the years are usually higher up, um, mainly because you kind of, as a mechanical engineer, you're going to find that your classes get a lot more rigor rigorous by the time you get to your junior year. And it's just because you get, get a lot of projects, you have labs, lab reports to write regularly. And so you have to get used to that first. So um, it's usually around junior year because you really start to learn how to balance things and manage your time that you can start to then take on an internship as well. I think uh, most of the time, your sophomore year, just doing it full time, one, you know, you're gonna, you wanna enjoy yourself some too, still while you're in school. So, you know, while your classes are a little bit easier, and you know, it's just, I'd say start summer interning as soon as you can. I mean, granted, I waited until my, my junior year, but start as early as you can, but you know, maybe wait until you're, you feel like you can balance your class load in the later years before you try to do it part-time during your semester. You can also do internships in between, you know, semesters. If you're, sometimes there are very short internships. People have like a specific project, particularly for like web design. Um, that might work in, in over the winter break over the summer break especially, you've got 10 weeks there, you could do a nice long internship um, working full time and probably make enough to cover your next semester's tuition and maybe books as well, depending on how many credits you're taking in, stuff like that. But uh, there's also um, fellowships, you know, they may not be a traditional uh, internship like in your field where you're working on a know particular project but you could be working on one of the fellowships and like Department of Transportation where you're developing policy papers and things like that looks very good on a resume they have a stipend that they pay it's really really good good experience so going along with that would you recommend um, us getting an internship with something that's not in your field I'm an environmental science major and mm -hmm. I don't know if I should Go with something else. Go. Or stay yeah. I would say yeah why not well, have fun with it if they're gonna hire you and if you can get the experience and and you're thinking about something else go for it now's yeah. the time to do it yeah you this is playtime for you guys you know? yeah. <laughs> you're, not you're gonna get paid for it yeah. <laughs> and it's it, it, it couldn't be better this is the this is the ideal time for you to spend you know 10 15 hours a week trying out something a little different I'm actually kicking myself now that I never went into communications, um, never uh, took a, a communications internship when I was an undergrad, because it's impossible to get into communications if you didn't have that window in in undergrad. Um, now I'm kind of taking different routes. I was a writer editor for a paper, and then I'm kind of like trying to piece this together where it would have been much easier had I had that internship in undergrad. Yeah, the, the thing that I always say um, when uh, Students ask me, you know, should I do an internship here or there? I don't know if I'm going to like this, but I don't know if I'm going to like that. Um, I generally say that if you do uh, five or six internships in uh, two or three years while you're an undergrad, an employer will look at your resume when you graduate and say, wow, look at the initiative that this student had to take five or six different positions in three years. If you change jobs, six times in three years after you graduate, employers will look at your resume and say, 
why does this person keep changing jobs? Right, this person doesn't stick to anything, you know? Right. Yeah. So you sort of have this freebie in undergrad to do um, whatever you want. Yeah. So I, you know, I encourage you to, to take advantage of the opportunity. It, that doesn't mean that if you find a job that just feels like a perfect fit and you want to stay, it's exactly what you want to do. Stay, do it. You don't have to do another job, or you could maybe do something else in addition to. Um, maybe take a break and do a summer stint someplace else, or a winter stint someplace else. But yeah, don't. You don't have to have five or six internships, um, but it doesn't hurt. It certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah, definitely don't be afraid to stick with something that you enjoy, because a lot of your friends when you graduate are going to leave and end up doing something that they just complain to you all the time about. And if you're in a position where you're not one of those people, um, granted you feel bad for your friends, but at the same time it feels really great that you feel like you've made the right decision. And that you're not in a position where you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place and you're just, you don't want to be there, but that's just where you fell, that's a place where you fell into. So. So your major is environmental science, is that, and what kind of like internship are you looking for, like what do you? I had an internship with the Ocean Foundation, but I just wanted to see if I should, they like me and they wanted me to stay, but I don't know if I should try, rather just. What would you rather I like, do than I like environmental science? outdoor work. Mm -hmm. This is more administrative assistant, you know, so I, I'm trying to see if I can get something else. You also have to remember too, um, and I've been through a ton of positions. Like you have to kind of take a step back to, to move forward. So you may start an administrative work at, at a group and then, you know, two years later be, you know, they're like coordinator of like outdoor programs or something like that. You, know, you kinda of have to take a look at the bigger picture. So don't be discouraged if your job is, you know, running and typing letters. <laughs> There's a certain amount of paying your dues that goes into yeah. but you want to do that as an intern, mm -hmm. not in your very first position. So uh, typically what's going to happen, if you don't pay your dues now, you'll pay your dues later. <laughs> so get it done now. And, and, if, and the other thing is you can talk to somebody that you trust in the organization, not necessarily your supervisor, but talk to somebody else within the organization about, you know, is there a possibility down the line that you could be doing something that's a little more in your line of, I don't know, where, kind of where you where you want it to be. The other thing is, you know, there's so many other organizations around. You could ask for somebody to give you a recommendation to another organization that maybe hasn't advertised for an intern yet, but gosh, they would love to have you if they only knew. And people who are, you know, professionals professionals in that field will have those contacts. Any other audience questions? Well, to wrap up, I, you would all give a little piece of advice to all of the students who are actively seeking internships or co-ops. We would greatly appreciate it. Okay. Oh, one piece of advice. The big thing is to make sure that you do something that you enjoy doing. And if it's not something that you want to be doing, make the change to something else. This is the time to do that.
basically what I was gonna say. Sorry. <laughs> but you did it much more formally. Like I'm so like slumped down. Um, I think that uh, you know while you have internships, I think it's your time to kind of be a little bit aggressive and, and look for that job that you want. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, of course, always be respectful when you do it, but. Um, you know, you got to look out for yourself, and you want to make sure that you can be in a position where you can you can actually pay back the student loans that you have when you get out of school. So um, be aggressive, but be good about it. Yeah, I guess I guess we're all kind of on the same page with this, but uh, using the Shriver Center, uh, getting an internship is uh, very essential because the experience that you're going to get there is going to be uh, more beneficial than a lot of the things that you're going to learn in the classroom most of the time. Um, just because learning to um, interact in the environment in a, in, in a corporate or, or uh, employer environment is uh, essential and important to getting that next step. And if you know how to, if you have, if you have go in there, you've gotten used to that interaction, you're confident, and you have that confidence going into your job interviews or going into your position, um, it makes a huge difference when the employer looks at you for hiring you for jobs and, and looks at your following year, how, how you've done in that year. I mean, that confidence will ring through you know, your initial years in the, in the job that you take. So. I agree with uh, what the other panelists have said. Um, I think the, the most interesting aspect of uh, an internship is the flexibility that it allows. So you're sort of an employee, but you're sort of testing the waters, and, and people know that where you're working. Um, so you can use the opportunity to say, you know, tell me a little bit more about this, tell me a little bit more about that, shadow different people within the organization spend a day with the, the director of the organization and get that um, top-down, big-picture look of everything that's going on. And after all of that, um, you might not like what you're doing as an intern, but you, you, know, you might find that area um, where you really do like or where you could end up in a year or so. Or you might love everything that's going on there and you might want to, to stay for a while now that you've gotten the big picture view of exactly, you know, everything that's happening. So use that opportunity to, to ask questions and find things out and be curious. You should also take the opportunity to reach out to professionals in that industry, whether they're coworkers or other people that you meet in the course of your work. Um, and network, 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 network. Make sure they know who you are and that you're interested in what you're doing. I'll keep going. Round <laughs> <laughs> <Down> two. <laughs> um, work your butt off when you get into an internship position. Um, it's kind of like being in the minor leagues for like baseball. You have to earn your, earn your keep there if that's something you want to do. And you want to be memorable. You want people to know your name. Um, and not by going around and yelling your name in the hallway, but actually by like working and having you know, projects that people go, that is the person, you know, this kid did this, and I can't believe this kid did this. You want to be that person. Yeah, I mean, not just in your internships, but in your careers, you should always uh, strive to exceed expectations because um, 
people are expecting this much from you, but if you can always deliver this much and continue to deliver this much because that's what they start to begin to expect, and if they expect this much, achieve this much, you're just going to climb that much faster. Uh, so it's always it comes down to always exceeding expectations, no matter what they are. And um, once again, internship positions really teach you what's expected of you early so that you can learn how to exceed them uh, before you even get to those positions. So. Well, thank you all for making your way out here today. It's much appreciated. And I'm sure if audience members have any questions, the panel will be glad to answer them one-on-one -on -one if you do have them. So thank you all very much.